Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, a podcast where we assist people to explode into their lives with our concept of full impact mindfulness. There's no admission fee, only the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And if you have any of these, you're on your way. My friends, if you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. Pull up a seat and enjoy the ride. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today, as per usual, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host of this program, Mr. Mike. Hello, I am here. You probably haven't heard me a little bit other than the intro and outro because we've had so many guests over the last several months, so it's good to be kind of back on and having a conversation with you again, Jim. Yes, we have, and it's certainly the eclectic roster of guests that we've had on recently, and I'm particularly encouraged by the fact that Folks have been reaching out to us. Yes, yes. I, and this, is, this has been happening across the board. It's been happening here for Fish Without Bay. It's been happening for us for Awesome Cast lately as well. And I don't know what list we got on, but I'm enjoying it. And the new people we get to experience. Very much so. Very much so. So anyone out there listening to the dulcet tones of Mike and I's voice, uh, and you're interested in presenting some information to be on the show, Please, uh, please do that, and Mike will show you how to do that. Absolutely. We consider all requests. Hit us up the email address uh, over at fishingwithoutbait.com. There's a can- contact form, and, of course, our social media is open as well. Um, so, but and really do appreciate that. Or at sorgatronmedia.com. Some people have been hitting us up there as well. We do consider all requests, and you know, but we do consider whether they are a good fit for our shows. We particularly enjoy recovery stories, people yes. who got from, from there to here and how they did it. Mm-hmm. That's so much... However, recently, Mike, and as most of my, a lot of my thoughts and suggestions for programs come from my attendance and participation in 12-step recovery, uh, one of the topics that I've been hearing lately, Mike, not only in 12-step rooms, but in therapy sessions, on the street, in the media, is is the topic of disappointment mm-hmm. and how disappointed people are. Mm-hmm. So... Tell me about a time in your life when you felt a great deal of disappointment, Mike. Well, you know, there's been several times over the years, you know, where you, you just find yourself disappointed. And, and, and people, for me, like kind of people I worked with, uh, you know, a long time ago, you know, and figuring things out, you know, and, and, and kind of dealing with that or projects not going the way that I want them to, you know, and responses not being what I want them to, you know, especially since we do creative media here, right? Yes, yes, I can believe that. One of the first times that shaped my way of thinking for quite a considerable period of time, Mike, was when I was nine years old and I tried out for Little League. Uh, and that was during the era where not everyone made the team. Right. Okay? right. And they picked the ones and the rest of them were what they call cut. Okay. And I remember being nine years old and after all the practices, I went through weeks of practice and the uh, coach had come up to me and, and told me that uh, he said, hey, uh, you need to polish your skills a bit and uh, come back next year, keep going. Uh, this isn't an indictment on you. And he, he prefaced it by saying, I understand if you're going to hate me mm-hmm. and saying that, however, uh, there's other players on the team that deserve the spot right now. Mm-hmm. And I kept the stiff upper lip, but I was nine years old. And when I got home, I was crushed. I was destroyed. It's hard. To, it's hard to take that, right? You know, especially at that young age, you're, you're still learning how to process those kinds of things. I sat in my bed and I cried and cried and cried. Mm-hmm. And you know, my father come in and, like most 
males of that area emotionally constipated. Uh, the only acceptable emotion that a male could show back then was anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he expressed his anger at the coach. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'll go see him. And I begged him not to. And no, no, no. It was always, and which is also that was an emotional response for him as well, right? Absolutely. You know how how that how dare you not accept my child? You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was uh, that was deep hurt, and it shaped my way of thinking for many years, Mike. Uh, I decided that night that I was never going to allow myself to hurt like that again. And so I developed the attitude of, I don't care. And sometimes disappointment can lead to that. You develop defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or acting out, what, whatever way that do. So as a child, I wasn't taught to approach a situation uh, and look at it f- from back rather than the front. And it w- today I call that, uh, inside-out thinking rather than outside-in thinking. Mm-hmm. So if I was able to outside-in, and that disappointment, Mike, was based on expectations. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, why, why wouldn't I get into this, right? I fully expected to be on that team mm-hmm. without even the possibility that that it did exist that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to make that team. Mm-hmm. So this is the way most disappointments occur because we have expectations of something that is going to occur. Mm-hmm. And the person, place, thing, or situation does not live up to those expectations. Right, right. I'm sure that even on some of your shoots, maybe in the past you've had expectations, and they weren't fulfilled. <laughs> that is true. You'll show up and say, this is not what we talked about. This is not what we expected. You know, and, and I mean, to, to the credit of me and the team, and we, we are very good at adapting to that, you know, and not expecting 100% when we come onto a site. You know, and say, okay, we're going to get there and we'll figure it out. That's what we're good at. As most of the people, when I talk to them and I explain therapy school to them, mm-hmm. one of the uh, concepts that we're taught is to never tell anybody that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. or that it's going to be all right. I explain to people I would be the world's worst therapist if I told you that this was going to turn out okay. It's a setting and expectations. I have things where I will show up and do one exam MMA pay-per-views. And they're like, can we do this, this, and this? And I'll say, well, we were not prepared to do that. Uh, uh, you know, that's a new request. We will do the best our can to f- we can to fulfill that. You know, like that's, I'm not saying, yeah, we can do it. You know, it's like, we'll do as best of our ability with the uh, half hour notice that you gave us <laughs> to, to us going live on the internet, you know, uh, to do this. And, and that, you know, it's not a, you know, it is that expectation setting. You know, unfortunately, not everybody does that for you. It's only natural that people want to reassure people that everything's going to be okay because it's a human nature to try to quell people's fears. Yes. It's human nature. Oh, I know you're going to pass that test. I know you're going to get into that college. I know know this is going to work out for you. Right, right, right. Exactly. And then what happens when it doesn't, Mike? Mm Mm-hmm. But then, then that, 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 that situation is leveled. Isn't this something that happens too when like parents are, you know, I don't want to say overbearing, but like, um, you know, I was always told that I, I was always told growing up that I was smart and I'm going to college. I was, I was told that constantly. Right. And then I decided to go to tech school <laughs> in an art school, you know, and, and that, um, like that kind of, that kind of like it, 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 
it bumped some of those expectations that I had, you know, it was like, am I, am I lesser? Cause I decided to do this, you know? Um, but you know, that's, that's exactly that kind of thing. Well, and it's because of our choices mm-hmm. that we disappoint people also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When people have expectations of us and we tell them that we'll live up to them when really and truly we don't have any intentions of doing that. And it comes back to being honest. If we're able to show and tell people how we think, how we feel, and what our needs are, and be realistic about conversations, there'll be there'll be much less disappointment because Mike has most children, I know perhaps even more than others, I think I, at uh, times during my time of trouble, set the bar for disappointing my parents. And this is something that's out of our hands sometimes because I, I find myself in situations where um, I did not explicitly set an expectation, but somebody did for me yes. in conversations. Like, well, I thought you were going to do this. I was like, well, we never discussed that, you know, and and they kind of created this this idea in their head that, yeah, they're completely going to do things this way. You know, and, you know, this business relationships this is in several different levels. Things like this can happen, you know. So so how do you combat, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, the 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 people telling me that I was going to college and going to do this. And why didn't I go to CMU? You know, how do you how do you deal with those expectations when you have no control over the other people's expectations of you? Well, and again, it's when we always do our time traveling exercise mm-hmm. that. When we talk about the future, we talk about anxiety and worry unfounded by the foundation of fear, and that that is usually caused by unreasonable expectations we set on ourselves or expectations we others place on us that we place ourselves in a position that we want to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Okay? So those type of things really, really need to be addressed, and... Uh, the the disappointment can lead to so many things. The disappointment, the frustration, the anger. And Mike, I'm sure as you have and as, as I deal with on a daily basis, I'm at, I'm 30 years old. I thought I'd be somewhere else by now. <laughs> yes. I'm 40 years old. So-and-so's doing this. So-and-so's doing that. So many people having the... Uh, well, it, was, it was so funny because I was talking with somebody who um, you know knew somebody that was doing a, a midlife crisis. I was like, I'm like, oh, and you're like in the same age group and you're not having that right now. I was like, no. I was like, yeah, because they did the things that they thought they were expecting to do. Go have a family and, you know, have a job, have a family and do the thing. And that's when like that a lot of times for a lot of people is like an expectation thing and not the thing they want to do. And they get that point. They're like, what am I doing? I describe it as you want to go see a movie. However, you end up in the wrong theater watching right, the wrong movie. Right, right. There was literally um, a tweet today from, uh, and I got to work with this guy a few months ago. He's a he's a commentator, former wrestler with WWE, and he literally has a tweet today that says, "I'm like he's like 34, 35. I forget what he said, and he's like, I literally woke up today not knowing what I was going to do next. You know, like I don't know if he just got let go from one of the companies or whatnot. You know, but uh, you know, high level trying to have a career." You know, like, but that happens, you know, that happened for me, you know, 10, a decade ago, I decided I want to throw away my job and do something different, you know, and that reset can happen and that's okay, but it takes effort. Yes, action and effort. And those are the two key words I talk about in 12 step recovery frequently. And mainly when we get disappointed, it's because someone let us down. They didn't live up to our expectations or we didn't, these expectations that we had. Uh, were perhaps unrealistic or just weren't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure you've had the rug pulled out from you, literally. So many times. So many times. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. And some of it, you know, and some of it, you know, work relationship wise, it took me years to get over, like years to get over um, for one reason or another. So, I mean, and it's and, you know, it's it's a it's a different journey for all of us. I attended uh, a situation recently where this person was expressing their hurt and sadness uh, when they shared at a meeting about uh, how they had a good friend since childhood. And this good friend suddenly informed them that uh, 12-step recovery was full of losers mm-hmm. and that she could correct correct her life if she wanted to. And she was overblowing all these things. And she was uh, getting her information from a group of individuals who were unable to run their own lives. Mm-hmm. She was so hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hurt. And she was saying, why? I, I wanted to. I wanted to tell them that they were wrong. I wanted to prove to them that I'm clean and sober and things are going good in my life. And But I, I just got so frustrated. and just, I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? how do you handle a situation like that? What do you say to somebody, Mike? I, I, I don't even know. Oh, it, it's like, you know, they're on a different <laughs> planet. They're on a different path than you, you know, and just your mindsets have just become incompatible, I suppose. People are in, people get into different seasons of their life. It doesn't necessarily have to be age-wise. Yep. Okay. And people take a different perspective. So what do we want to do? We want to be around like-minded people. I often use this analogy. When you go to the zoo, there, particularly the Pittsburgh Zoo, there's a very large area, lovely field, where the elephants and giraffes and ostriches mm-hmm. and zebras, mm-hmm. they all they all stroll around together. They're uh, harmoniously just walking around. Okay. However, when something's threatening or there's a rainstorm, whatever, uh, the ostriches don't bed down with the zebras. Mm-hmm. Okay. We always want to find our own herd. We want to go to a place where we don't have to justify ourselves. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We want to, we want to go to a place where we're accepted mm-hmm. and, so I often urge people to find the like-minded people, and I use I use this analogy: if you like to bowl, don't join a golf league. <laughs> but some people try to do that; they try to ingratiate themselves in. So another way to avoid disappointment is to take the stoic view of negative visualization, and I often use this analogy too. Let's say you committed a crime and you go to a defense attorney, a poor defense attorney will say, oh, everything's going to be okay. We're going to walk through this. A good defense attorney will say, here's the worst possible outcome. Here's the worst scenario of this. They're going to reopen Alcatraz and beat you with an axe handle every 15 minutes. And he's going to say then that he or she is going to say, now here's the realistic possibility of that happening. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to say, here's how we're going to be proactive to avoid that happening. Mm -hmm. Mike, we always have to have a plan B. Do you have backups to your equipment when you go out on the road? Absolutely. Hell, even this very show, we had something that went sideways here in the studio. Yes. But we have another way to record the show, and we're doing that now. And hopefully you're seeing it, and it's just fine. <laughs> well, and again, when we're disappointed, I always ask people not to ignore it, mm-hmm. but to grasp it and be disappointed and feel that hurt. However, then ask yourself, okay, what didn't work? Mm-hmm. And rather than focus on how we didn't work, 
how can we work? What can we do? How can we make things right? Absolutely. I'm not interested in talking about how we can't do things, Mike. I'm more interested in how we can. And we learn we learn valuable lessons about so-called friends. Mm-hmm. So have you ever met people that says, well, I have a friend. Well, they're not really a friend. Uh, but, but they continue to associate with them. Yes. Yes. It was like, I, you know, they're like, I don't know why I hang out with this person because they bring me down every time, you know, and just that, that kind of attachment is like, you, know, you, you don't want to give up on somebody, but you also maybe are not benefiting from being around them too. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't, you, you can't, again, you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself before you can take care of other people. And if they're detrimental to that, uh, you got to do something about Once that. Once again, I'll review those core emotional concerns. Mm-hmm. If a person isn't willing to understand you, to listen to you, to respect you, to treat you as an equal, to give you the benefit of the doubt or the freedom to decide, I would like you to re-examine your friendship with that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the, the simple statement is plant flowers and pull weeds. And with a disappointment, we often say, well, gee, what type of a person would do that? So, and my response is always be that type of person. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Absolutely. Absolutely. When Mr. Rogers addressed this issue quite often, and what he always said was, uh, when things are dark and you're disappointed and frustrated, look for the helpers. And if you can't find one, be one. The point of this this podcast is, Disappointment is a part of life. We can't avoid disappointment, but however, we can determine how we're going to react to the disappointment, whether we're going to add some immediacy to how we think and feel and understand that this disappointment is in the moment and we can refocus our mind and use that frustration and disappointment as energy for determination. And Mike, as always, at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, my friends. None are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.